Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The Breakers and the NBL. The Breakers, of course, suffering another loss overnight, going down 87-77 to the Cairns Taipans. Um, they've had it in for us lately, the Brisbane sides in particular, but I think it's fair to say they all have the latest uh, loss marks. A five-game losing streak for Dad Shamir's crew, and the road ahead is looking tough as they look to wrap up a difficult uh, 21-22 season in the ANBL. No one better qualified to, to talk about it with us uh, this morning than one of uh, Australia's very best than Shane the Hammerheel, uh, who's joined us before, but great to catch up with you again, Shane. Thanks very much for your time. My pleasure, Smithy. Good to be on. Good to be on, mate, uh, and good to be talking basketball. But not such, uh, not such good news for the Breakers, who are now five and eighteen in their uh, twenty-three game record so far. Uh, we've been hoping that once COVID left them and, and they got some more continuity, the results would follow. But it hasn't quite fallen that way. No, I mean to be fair, they've been up against it, been on the road for the whole season, and they have had some disruptions, like most teams have. But um, you know, I think they're going to go back to the drawing board um, and just check out exactly what they've got, uh, what they need. Um, you know, trying to lock in some critical pieces. They certainly haven't got their imports right. Um, you know, a lot to think about. I think for the New Zealand Breakers, if they're going to turn this around, as other teams continue to grow their roster and and have some sort of success, these guys feel like, uh, I feel like they're just not going anywhere at the moment. So Shane, do, do, uh, do the owners as such, do they just get the whiteboard and put the rag right across it so it's squeaky clean again? Or do you, do you see a basis to work from? Oh, I think they've got, you know, some, some good bones there, particularly with their locals. Um, you know, and I think when you've got that and you've got three imports up your sleeve, then there's opportunities to be able to grow it. But um, I'm just not sure they've got the vision at the moment uh, to be able to turn it around. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe once they get back to New Zealand, maybe they turn things around quickly. But um, I like their, their nucleus. Um, just have to make better decisions with their recruiting in my mind. Okay. Uh, coach, coach, be secure for you? Or is that, is that something they look at too? Because often that's, that's part of the process when it comes to recruitment. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bit of talk around that, um, you know, he, he's uh, he's under the pump, and, and you would be when you've got those sort of results, and you know, he's been there for a couple of years now, um, but they're, they're going to know better than what I do internally. Um, 
not sure how the players feel about it um, and how that goes. I guess when you're on the road and you're losing and all those sort of things, it can make it difficult as well. But, um, yeah, he, they certainly have to, you know, at least have a look at how they think he's gone and whether he's the right person, not just for next year, but is he the right person for mm. the next three years? Because that's what they have to really be aiming for from here. Yeah, Dan Shamir under the spotlight. Uh, spotlight there's no talk of it. No talk uh, away from that, unfortunately, uh, as you say. Uh, one of the, uh, the standout locals, as, as you've uh, referred to as, has been Finn Delaney. Now, uh, that is going to be another key issue, isn't it? Players coming off contract who are up for grabs and Australian sides looking and picking at the bones of what is there. Uh, Finn Delaney is the kind of player, along with Abercrombie, who's had, really not had a season this year. They're the kind of guys you're talking about, I guess. I, Finn Delaney's a gun. He, he Two years ago, he was outstanding. Certainly hasn't had the same sort of year this year, but sometimes that can be a byproduct of you know, everybody else around you and, and all the rest of it, the system, the, 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 the imports, uh, all of these things. But there is no doubt that he could play a major piece for... You imagine him in Perth right now. You know, like, he, mm. he would be a major piece for teams trying to win a championship. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what his situation is. There was a bit of talk that he, he wanted to test the European markets at, at some stage as well. But um, I'd be very surprised if teams aren't queuing up for him. I look at uh, some of the established Australian, Australian sides with their, their overseas imports as such, and, and a lot of them have been with their franchises for quite some time, which means they're good value for money. Uh, ours tend to come and go. I mean, that's from me looking from the outside looking in, Shane. Ours tend to come and go a wee bit. We, we need, I, I guess it's all about money, availability of players and what you can afford to pay for them. But I, I think, too, if you're looking for that kind of influence, we have to be a little bit more wise in that area. Yeah, I, I mean, I think when you're building a franchise, you want to build it around your locals first. And I think you lay the foundations with that. I think if you can get imports that stay for a couple of years that fit the culture and, and you can help build with, it only multiplies your, your percentages of being able to win, just having that stability because everyone knows what they're in for from personalities to the imports know the living, you know, and the coach and all the rest of it. So, uh, and, and you're right, they just haven't been able to do that. And it's it's been a revolving door really uh, for New Zealand. And I think that, you know, the, the results have sort of, you know, shown that a little bit, even though, you know, I do understand there are some, some challenges for them being on the road and, and some of the injuries and stuff they've had as well. Shane, I look at the points table and as we stand at the moment, uh, Melbourne, Sydney at the top, 16 and 7, 15 and 7 respectively, is a nice grouping actually. I mean, this competition is, is really up for grabs, but staring me right in the face and just on the subject of what you've been talking about and the ability to build a franchise uh, from outside the major areas. The Jack Jumpers are sitting at fifth at the moment. They've won 13, they've lost 11. Uh, now, there's a shining example to me of how to build a franchise and do it quite quickly. Well, and, and not only that, they've done it on a bit of a budget. They haven't spent big money to be able to put that roster together. But um, I, I, like you, I've been really impressed. Um, you know, I think Scott Roth is probably coach of the year. I think he's got his team really well drilled. They play hard every game. They're a chance every game. They've knocked off, you know, top four teams uh, on the road. So, they, you know, just because of the culture they've been able to build uh, from those early stages. And I see them as a team that can add a couple of pieces next year and then seriously challenge for a top four. They've overachieved this year, but um, they're building something nicely. Uh, the Breakers have got uh, a really tough finish uh, to the season and it comes up, including a, a game against uh, the Sydney Kings, uh, Shane. Then, 
now on a 10-game winning streak. So what, what has Chase Buford found about the Kings he's been able to put together? Well, they're outstanding. Uh, Chase Buford is an outstanding coach. And um, I think people overreacted early in the season because they had two imports out at a time and injury problems and they were just starting to understand his style and people were writing them off early. And now they've got everyone back. They are just a dynamic team. Um, incredible to be able to see them in transition and to see the scoring power from across the board. And, you know, Jalen Adams, their point guard, you know, probably the front runner for the MVP, but so many really good pieces that are around them. And they virtually play without a centre. So they're playing five out. Everybody can shoot the three ball. Everybody can play off the dribble. Um, and their defence has been outstanding as well. But, I mean, clearly they are the front running team right now. Um, to win the championship and, and I think followed probably by the Illawarra Hawks. I think they're second and, and Melbourne and then after Melbourne knocking off the Perth Wildcats last night, Perth fall to uh, to fourth for me after three straight losses at home. Yeah, uh, I mean it's, it's a really congested top of the table which is um, apart from uh, what we're looking at at the bottom, I mean, basketball fans will be enthused by the standard, etc. Uh, interesting, Shane, that uh, the Warriors, uh, New Zealand Warriors, are going through the same scenario, of course, as a number of our franchises over in Australia full-time. Uh, their CEO, Cameron George, uh, who's a bit of an innovative bloke, has floated an idea last week that they should play all of their 2023 games in New Zealand at home because they have played none uh, in the last two to three years. May or may not happen. Is that a basketball possibility? Or if it not the whole lot, a great majority of Breakers games at home? Yeah, I mean, if I was working for New Zealand, I'd be asking for the same thing. And I think they're probably within their rights, considering it's been a couple of years of, of being on the road and, and all the rest of it. And I guess, you know, you, you need to be able to keep the fans engaged as well, because whilst they've been able to watch it on TV, they haven't been there and been able to see and touch and feel the players and get autographs and all the rest of it. So, you know, I, I think it's certainly something that both leagues really should be looking at. And I'm not sure whether it'll eventuate, but I like the idea. Mm. Yeah, and I would imagine. I mean, it's so easy to travel these days, uh, providing the borders are open. Um, I think uh, you could have weekends at least where you could have two or three teams on show, and, and I think it would be great for basketball, and it certainly needs that kick in the pants over here. Mate, you'll be, uh, no doubt, with your um, um, your knowledge of American basketball as well. It's mad, mar- mad marchness comes to an end today with uh, the tip-off between Kansas and North Carolina, the eighth seed going into it. How do you see this going? No, mate, I haven't really watched a lot of the college basketball. I'm more of an NBA guy, um, yeah. to be honest, but I know a lot of people really get around it and a lot of mates that uh, are right into it as well. But um, I'll be more looking forward to the end of the season with the NBA and how that plays out because, you know, when we talk about the NBL being so close, geez, the NBA right now is, um, you know, anyone can win it when you look at the Nets, you know, having to be in play-in games to actually make the top eight. Uh, yeah, well, well let's, let's uh, focus in on that and, and some of the, the – I mean, the Ben Simmons saga has been an absolute nightmare. Um, how do you see it now? For, for Ben Simmons, is you know, I'm yeah. totally blown away that, um, you know, that he's had all that time off and that he's not ready to play as soon as this trade's um, done. I mean, it's, it's dis- disappointing. We probably don't know all the facts, but um, – I would have thought that he would have been in a good position to try and turn around his career, um, to be honest. And if you put him into that Nets lineup, 
they become one of the most talented teams in the competition and probably, you know, much better balanced than when they had James Harden. So, um, you know, hopefully he can get himself on track. Would you have a pick then for us if we were having just to have a little wager this far out from the conclusion of the NBA? Would you, would you have a, a, perhaps a standout contender for us or, or is it just too even to pick one out? Well, it's, it's, it's definitely close in the East. But I still think that um, Milwaukee's really good value. I've been with them from the start. They've proven they can do it. Um, they've got a superstar that just plays night in, night out and just plays with a whole lot of passion and some role players that feel really comfortable around him. So I think Milwaukee are good value, but, um, you know, Phoenix are obviously going to be hard to beat in the West and wouldn't be surprised if those two teams match up. I'm just away from uh, the basketball side of things, uh, Shane, I've been uh, working uh, around our country on the Women's Cricket World Cup lately, and I've got to say, uh, you're the first Australian uh, voice I've spoken to on radio since it. Um, they are the most professional, uh, well-organised, best advertisement for professional sport, and women's sport in particular, I've ever seen. There is not a fault with that Australian women's cricket team. It's an amazing story. Uh, it's been five years in the making, but man, are they good. Well, it's um, I've got three daughters. I'm a girl dad, and I coach in the WNBL, coach a women's team here in Sydney. And um, it, it, the women's women's sport um, is incredible. They are so good to coach, and they follow all details, and so professional, and and all the rest of it. And I just hope that the you know the groundswell continues that we start to recognise the talent that all of these young young women have got. Yeah, uh, it's just been a, a revelation for me and a, and a really cool one is that, that. Shane, thanks very much for your time this morning. Always good to catch up uh, with your knowledge across uh, the basketball code and uh, look forward to perhaps a, a slightly more positive finish to um, uh, the breaker season. So they've got a platform, as you say, they dearly need one. Thanks for your time, mate. Good on you, Ian. Speak soon, mate. Bye. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.